Well, thanks for joining us today. We have a uh, a topic that's interesting if you are either an actor or performer or are just curious about acting and the process. Um, we're going to talk about different acting techniques. Kimber and I have both done lots of acting in our careers and taken different classes. And so we wanted to just uh, talk about different acting techniques. And your um, dog wants to say something too. Yeah. And my dog, <laughs> sorry, my dog's in the background and she is... Uh, out of control and she's barking at the neighbors and right. she wants to let me know that there are people outside that's smart oh that's goodness. her job what are we gonna do um so anyway i studied meisner the meisner technique with joanne Barron, dw brown studio um tom Patton and annie dreamen were my coaches teachers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was a two-year program uh I made it through. Oh, it was, it was rough. It was really, really, really uh, a grueling uh, class gr grueling. You had to go to, I think it was two or three days a week and you were not allowed to miss without a doctor's excuse. You had to have a wow. doctor's excuse. That is pretty intense. Huh? And then you were rehearsing in between the classes. So it was a full-time um, uh, course. And at the end, you know, you really felt like you accomplished something after you graduated. They have a formal graduate graduation and Dustin oh. Hoffman spoke at our graduation. Well, that's nice. Of course, me being the sap that I am, I cried the whole way through. And, you know, I, I went through that two-year program with some people, the whole program, like some were in the first year and not the second year, but um, quite a few of them, we were really close. You know, we got mm -hmm. to be really close. Uh, you get to know each other really intimately. So, um, Anyway, so how, do you know anything about Meisner? Have you a lot of my friends have studied Meisner and I, I, I believe it's mostly like there's a lot of reaction type things, right? Because I remember yeah. doing some of those exercises where you just look at the person and then you wait for them to say something. And yeah, then that's like, repetition. So you start right. out, you start out by making an observation about the other person. Like I would say, you look really pretty today, Kimbra. Oh, thank you. Or you look really pretty. And mm. then, yeah, you would respond. Thank you. And, and, and but no, you would have to, re you wouldn't say thank no. you. You would say, I look really pretty today. Right. Like and I, I would say, yes, you're or not, maybe not. Yes. But I would say you look really pretty today. And we would go back and forth, back and forth until like feelings start coming up. And sometimes people end up yelling at each other. It's mm, really interesting That is interesting because you're really um, learning to bring your feeling, your true feelings out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, instead of just the surface of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think it's called the meth. That, but that's the main thing is it goes by the repet the repetition, repetition. and I being in the that. moment. You always want to be in the moment. Right. Um, and oh, you yes. do more. Hence the, Kelly and Kimmer in the moment. Hence Kelly and Kimmer mm. in the moment. The, the listening is the most important sure. thing because you're listening to react from the other person. Now, what I didn't like about that program was they would tell you not to memorize your lines so that you're more free ah, okay. to, to improvise or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not at all. I, like not I, even it's like, like, well, you can become familiar with them, mm, but okay. do not memorize them. Mm. But that doesn't work for me. Mm. I have to memorize the lines, but then I can improvise and I can sure. kind of go with the flow. But if I don't have, then I'm in my head thinking, what was that line? What am I supposed to say? And then when I did right. the soaps, they don't want you to improvise. You have to say verbatim. the words yeah. verbatim. You cannot go off script. Although um, Drake Hogeston, I did a scene with him once and he improvised, mm. but I had the lines memorized and I totally went with it. So it didn't mess me up, but what would mess me up more is if I didn't memorize the line. So for me, you know, and I feel like we're all different where our minds are built differently. So um, what, you know, you should do whatever works for you. Yeah. I, um, 
I'm, I'm like you in that way. I like to memorize and then just pretend like I don't know what they are. And that would always help me. Like I'd memorize it so well, but then I would act like, Oh, you know, pick up the paper, like for an audition, for instance, yeah. you know, yeah. and they w- would always say that's actually kind of impressive. If people don't think, you know, it's, if you don't, they don't know you memorized and you're like, yep. but you really do. And then you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, but um, when I studied at Lee Strasberg, I studied as a teenager in the teenage program, but it was basically the same thing, you know, the method that everybody's heard mm-hmm. about. And we also stressed being in the moment too, which mm-hmm. is like a big, you know, acting thing across the board of through a lot of different methods. And um, we had to do a lot of strenuous exercises that would help you recreate feelings of the scene, which a lot of people have that don't like the method, say you don't need all that stuff. You just, you know, you say the lines and then you kind of act. <laughs> but with the method, they would, um, there's several exercises like place, sensory stuff, you know, that you would have to recreate that would supposedly help you recreate the memories of that scene that you may not necessarily have, ha- have happened to you, but you kind of substitute like, oh, I remember that reminds me when I was at my grandma's house and we did this and then you would, you know, but the thing that the method that I really like that I do think that adds a little bit of a next level, which I, I don't think a lot of methods, uh, acting methods have taught, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like what happens before the scene and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of uh, other techniques concentrate on things between the two actors, but not so much like place and like what happened before. And for me, that always added. Yeah. The character building. So yeah, yeah, we would have to build our character. You'd give it your character a past, Mm. um, a whole history. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember one thing I remember one time in class, I'm, I'm, I learned, like, just tell me what you want from me and I will go with it. I'm not one of those people that always figures things out on my own. Sometimes I need a brick to fall on my head or Mm. you got to spell it out for me. Mm, That's just mm. the way I am. But once you do that, I'm good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we were doing a scene and I, I, I don't know. I was, I was preparing for something, some performance I was going to do or something. And I had this dress and I hung it on the door and then I started the scene And at the end, the teacher was trying to get me to understand why I should have just worn the dress, but he didn't come out and say that. I swear he must've taken 15 minutes trying to get me to figure it out on my own. Cause you know, it's like therapy. They want you to figure it out on your own. And at the end I was like, why didn't you just tell me to wear the dress? I would have figured it out. I would have understood why. Um, So, you know, it's just a process though. You're like, we all learn differently. Sure. Sure. Like he wanted you to think, why would my character wear that dress? I would have been, I would have owned it more Mm. if I was in the dress. Mm, You know, you, you, your costume helps you feel the Mm -hmm. move, Mm -hmm. you know, set the tone and everything. And I wasn't understanding that. So he was trying to explain it to me in all these roundabout ways that we're not sinking in. I just, I remember, and I, I think probably everybody in the class was sitting there going, wear the damn dress. <laughs> and, you know, probably thinking, why is she not figuring this out? But I was, you know, I just, I just thought of something. It. It's not really pertaining to what we're talking about, but it does in a way. Um, I remember when I was taking acting classes, uh, Madison Mason was a teacher I studied with for a while. And um, if you're listening, Madison, hello. But um, he studied with Milton Casalis at the uh, Beverly Hills Playhouse. And he taught a class for a while. And uh, I remember he said something to me once that 
kind of stuck with me. He said, when you go for auditions, don't be afraid. Like, oh gosh, I hope they like me. That you want to help solve their casting problem. They want to like you, right? So now that I've done some producing myself and produced different projects, I realize that's so true. You know, you want to get this over with. You don't. You don't want to keep looking and looking and looking. So it kind of like takes off a little bit of uh, that edge that people sure. always. Have. Yeah, like, oh gosh, I'm I'm bothering them. They've seen people better than me, but that's not true. You want to help them solve their problem. You know. That's really good advice. Yeah. Just keep in mind, either you fit or you don't. It's like Mm -hmm. a date. It's like any job. You're either a good fit or you're not. And if you're not a good fit, you would not want it there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to wear clothes that don't fit you. So if you're not right for the part, that's the only thing, you know, it's, you might not be the right look. You might not have the right emotional makeup for whatever reason. You might not match the other actor that they're going to pair you with. So that's really, you know, it's not so personal. Yeah. So you go in, you do what you think the character is and uh, do your best and then walk away and, and think about the next one, your next audition. Yeah, because uh, how many times, at least, I don't know if it was like this for you, but with me when I would audition, sometimes the easiest thing, like I got the part right away because they just knew right away you were that person, you know? So uh, like you said, oftentimes it's just like they can tell that whether that's the character they were thinking of, whether you match their idea. So it's not so personal. The image that they were thinking Mm -hmm. of or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you can change their mind too. You can, you know, really knock them dead and and own it. And uh, sometimes even if you do, they might remember you for something else. They Mm -hmm. might think, oh, she was great, but Mm -hmm. just not right for this. And then they'll call you back later for something else. So that can happen too. Um, They used to do that a lot in Broadway. Like I remember a couple of my friends were auditioning Broadway shows and they, the, the, the people casting people would see them like 13 times and then they finally you know they kind of put them through the ringer <laughs> you know and then they finally put them in something but um so you know just try to demystify that auditioning process you know yeah I think the main thing is is living through it you know living through the experience I remember again in acting class uh, we were doing improvisation and the, the improv was that my dog had died and everybody that knows me knows how much I love my dogs, except mm-hmm. the one that is barking in the background right now that I want to choke. Um, but anyway, so in the improvisation, my dog had died and I, I was wailing, crying, screaming, like I would, if my dog died. Mm-hmm. And at the end, my acting teacher was like, well, first of all, the funny thing was my dog was named oh no this was a different one I'll tell the story separately anyway um my acting teacher was like well Kelly that would be a really good comedy scene (laughs) here I am crying my eyes but I was so over the top he goes you maybe pull it back a little bit (laughs) because I was just out of control crazy um because I was so distraught but you know when you're acting something it's also got you also have to think of the audience and what they're gonna get and in a different time I had another scene where I was throwing my dog a birthday party and my dog's name was baby Uh and so I was decorating and doing all this birthday stuff and at the end of the scene after the scene was over you know you always acting teacher always talks to you uh, about it and he goes why didn't you give the baby a name (laughs) and everybody in class started laughing because they knew my dog's baby name was baby and 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 I said that is her name baby and he was like oh okay um so anyway those were like fun fun things but yeah I, I I um as far as auditioning 
for me, again, you have to do what works for you and you have to figure it out. I have to memorize the lines. And I remember one time I, I was all cocky and confident. It was a small role. So I, I didn't get the sides until I showed up for the audition. They gave them to you there. So you couldn't memorize ahead of time. So I should have been st- studying. Instead, right. I sat and talked to this other girl the whole time, got in to do the reading and blew, couldn't, I was in the paper the whole time, just reading the lines. Like um, I, I blew it. So I, for me, I learned that lesson that it was better. I took a cold reading class with Brian Reese. Do you know Brian Reese? No, but I remember that name. Yeah. I love him. First of all, he's just an amazing guy. Um, and it was a very nurturing environment. Like almost everybody in Hollywood that's made it has done his cold reading class because it's like, once you've learned to act, then you want to learn to just cold read, just mm-hmm. do the, the mm-hmm. reading. Um, and he, his classes were really, I, I really had some fun times in those classes. Um, and it was a very, like I said, very nurturing environment. Everybody was happy to see everybody make it. Um, Rick Springfield was in my class. That's right. I remember you told me that story. He was in, he was in my class and, uh, that was in the beginning when I was horrible. I didn't know what, I didn't know anything about acting. I didn't know. I hadn't studied yet. I went off and then studied Meisner and came back and then it was okay. But, um, that's yeah. nice. To, how was he in class? Was he good? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know better. I didn't, I, I was totally, that was my first, I think that was my first acting class. Oh, and then there was another one. And I, I really, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I tried to look her up. Um, a lady on Ventura Boulevard, I think it's kind of near Casa Vega. And I don't know if she's still there. I mean, this was 20 years ago. Um, it was one of the most fun classes ever. Hmm. But as I've talked about before, acting, I didn't want it badly enough, which is what all my managers and agents told me that not bad enough to suffer. Um, I loved the class. I had a blast in the class. You had to get invited to be in that class. So it was like a really big deal. It was really um, uh, intense, Mm. but I didn't go back because you had to stand outside and read your lines and it was at night and it was cold. And I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to go back. So I I only went to a couple of her classes, but I really enjoyed those uh, a lot. For me, one thing that I observed after studying with the Lee Strasberg method, and then I went to the Third Street Theater, which was Susan Peretz was a teacher at Lee Strasberg, and she started her own um, theater company, and she's since passed away. But mm-hmm. I learned so much from all that. But uh, then I studied with this guy, Madison Mason, for a little while that I was telling you about. His was a real small group uh, of maybe 10 people. And one thing I learned about myself was just getting up and doing it, like, that I learned so much in his little class because we had so much freedom to do so much work. So for me, it's the doing always helps, even if you can get in a small mm-hmm. little group that allows you to get up a lot. You know, I, mm-hmm. for me, that really was like a turning point because I was allowed to do so many, try so many different scenes, yeah. you know? Well, you so. get to experiment and uh, get get over the any fear or anxiety, mm-hmm. even though every performance brings up a little bit of anxiety. Remember that time we went to that Kelly, Kelly Mullis's yeah, class. Kelly. Uh-huh. And um, I was such a goof. I felt like a, a Lucille Ball because remember it was after I had had the flu shot. I'd been in, you know, in bed for a couple of years. So it was kind of like my first acting experience uh, after that. And I was uh, anyway, very goofy, <laughs> um, but it was fun. It just felt good class. to, huh? I enjoyed that class. Yeah, it was I thought fun. She was good. Yeah. yeah. And um, nurturing. She's a sweetheart. She's such a sweet girl. I don't know if she's still doing it, but um, I don't know. 
Yeah. Acting classes are fun too. Um, You get to like Mm -hmm. experiment with all these. It's just like being a kid again. You know what I mean? And you get to do stuff. And I mean, not always fun. Sometimes you have to, you know, do some heavy, intense scenes, but uh, just the it's bonding. Yeah. Bonding. It's bonding. Uh, El theater, you know, whenever you do theater too. I love it's a very bonding theater. experience. Um, it is. I mean, you guys, uh, I'm sure you, you know, you've come to a lot of those little plays. I did. I was, I was so into it, you know, and I well, still also, it helps you learn to collaborate. I think yeah. uh-huh. because it's not when you're doing a theater, theatrical production, it's not all about you. I'm, you know, maybe different with music. I guess if you're in a band, you have to collaborate too. True. Oh, true. Um, so if you're in a play or something, you're collaborating with other people and uh, playing off of them. And if they're not good, maybe you're not good. You know, it brings you down. So you always mm-hmm. want to bring each other up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I love it. I, you know, I miss it sometimes too, but yeah, it's a, it's a big time commitment too, though. You know, when mm-hmm. you're in a, when you're in a play or even an acting class, cause you have to yep. uh, remember work on your lines before, yep. you know, at least three days a week a lot of work. Maybe. and yep. then you have to show up. And you have to rehearse. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. And then do the performance. And yeah, a lot goes into it. A lot more goes into it than people realize if you're not in that, you know, an actor. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid when uh, some, somebody said you should be an actor. And I was like, and they said, but it's really hard. You have to go to school and everything. And to me, you know, it wasn't a job. I was like, well, can't someone just tell you how to read the lines, how to say what you want to say? Um, and I was really, when I first got, how I got in, involved in acting, um, I got, when I got to LA, I was bartending and everybody was an actor. Mm-hmm. And so I got these headshots, pictures and started saying I'm an actor because I wanted to feel, I just wanted to belong. You really, I really wanted to, you know, because that's most actors start out as a bartender or waiter or waitress um, to make money. And so I just wanted to feel like I belonged. And so I got these headshots and started telling people I was an actor and then people would start giving me their cards and like, well, call me. And I'm like, really? Okay. And then I started (laughs) calling. Um, And then they started referring me to acting classes. And that's how I ended up at Joanne Barron and Brian Reese both. So those were the, those were fun times, right? Yeah, totally. You know, innocent. It, for me, it was such an innocence about it because I never took it seriously. I never thought it was going to be a job, but then, um, I've told the story before when I dated the guy, Todd, uh, he was Tad, Tad on Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked his lifestyle. And I thought, I'd like to be a soap opera actor. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> and then of course, interviewing for or auditioning for days of our lives. And, uh, getting the bigger and bigger roles. And one time it's funny because that's, you know, you had to have your lines memorized. You had to know everything verbatim. So, you know, I never made a mistake ever. I was, it was a big deal to me and the line, I usually had like four or five lines. And so I remember one time I did a scene and I did it perfectly. I was playing Deidre Hall secretary and I didn't make any mistakes. And the guy, I was talking to this doctor and he didn't make any mistakes and they made us do it again. And they, um, told me I came over told me and he goes now when you say blah 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 look up at him and smile and I was like okay I knew that and then later I was told by the casting assistant that they were trying to match me with somebody they were trying to see if I had chemistry and that's when Mm -hmm. they started all the matching of uh trying to match me with whatever an actor on the show Mm -hmm. so that I could be a regular (laughs) <laughs> but I was at first I was scared I was like I didn't I don't think I made a mistakes um but anywho yeah acting is a fun part of my past uh, I had a lot of fun even the the pursuit of it 
the going to classes and going on the auditions and being disappointed sometimes, uh, thinking I did better than I did or thinking I did really great and didn't get hurt. Yeah, but I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think a lot of the times it's not even about your performance. It's mm-hmm. about whether you, you know, yeah. if you, yeah. you were what they were thinking, you know? Well, and I had quite a few uh, casting directors call me back again. So you knew you did a good job because if you job, they're never going to call you again. Right, so exactly. I knew that I had done a good job. I just hadn't found the right role, but I did. I felt like I did when I got on Days of Our Lives. So I was very happy with that. That was good for me. It's funny because I was told you I was watching that Val Kilmer documentary, you know, on Amazon Prime, and it was really haunting. And anybody who hasn't seen it, mm. you should check it out. But um, it, it, it's funny because he kind of makes fun of soap opera acting a little bit in it because he said when he was doing oh, Batman, yeah. when he was doing Batman. Oh, yeah, it's uh, people laugh at actors. It's not the, you know, it's not a good, good a respectable acting gig. But for me, like I said, I never cared about being an actor it wasn't something that I had it's some burning desire burning passion um and I will say whoops sorry hello you didn't either um I will say that I saw some really great acting from soap opera actors stop well yeah I saw some really good acting there's no rehearsal you sure. know you get your lines you get on set and you do it so I saw, you know, Deidre Hall, who is amazing. Uh, like I watched her because I played her secretary for a couple mm-hmm. of years and I worked with her a lot and I'd watch her in the scenes and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know how she just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I saw some really good acting on soap operas. So yeah, they don't, don't, a lot of them don't get the credit they should get. Well, yeah. And a lot of them, like I had a family friend that was on one for years and uh, he'd studied very intensely in New York and he was a very respected actor, but he said it was one of the harder gigs that he ever had because he had so many lines to remember, you know, eight yeah. pages, sometimes just the night before. Yeah. And, and it was just yeah, really- like in a movie that spent three weeks on one scene mm-hmm. and on the soaps, it's like, bam, bam, bam. Cause they call sure. you to the set. You do that's see, I liked that because I'm like, I'd be gone, you know, I'd work fours in a day. And of course I had smaller roles, so I didn't have, you know, a lot of tickets to carry on my shoulders. So it was easy for me. Maybe if I had become a regular, then I wouldn't have liked it so much, <laughs> but I think well, I would have liked it. I mean, the money's the good, money was good, you know, so. <laughs> yep. and it's like yep. banker's hours, you know, you either do yeah. what, eight to yeah. 12, 30 or. It's, that's what I like. And you're not so famous, you know, that you can't go out or go anywhere. Todd used to joke because we, you know, we'd go out all over Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, people, everybody always knew me and they mm-hmm. go, you're the bartender. Cause I worked at the hot Hollywood nightclubs where everybody wanted to go. And she did. I went to one of those. <laughs> I did. And, um, so a lot of people knew me as the bartender, the bartender, and he left bartender. like a, a soap opera and everybody knows you, <laughs> but it was just, you know, in LA, it was out and about in Hollywood. Not everybody watches soaps either. So right. anyway, and now aren't um, they kind of, I mean, there's a few left. I, I don't even know if any are on TV anymore. I don't really know if they're just, they've gone to the internet or you know, you really can get caught up in them. I watched The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless. Um, then I got caught up in Days of Our Lives when I was on it, watching the show, you know, and the stories. It is, I think that, you know, I think they're fun. I remember sometimes the lines were real goofy and corny and you right. make fun of me for being corny. So, <laughs> but I'd be like, oh, you know, how do I say this? And I realized, I'd be like, why are they writing this stuff? But I realized it's, you know, like uh, they always say the woman I love, the men on the shows would be like the woman I love. I'm like, call her your girlfriend or your wife. But it's like, that's what women want to hear. 
So they so were writing the women that are watching them, you know? Right, right. Romanticizing. But yeah. I think that um, the reality shows, aren't they like the new soap operas in a way? Yep. Yep. You know, the reality shows. Yeah. Yeah. All the dirt, drama, and people want to believe that they're real, even though they're not. They're very mm-hmm. scripted. Sure, um, sure. Yep. I would say that's, they've taken the place, you know, mm-hmm. and actors aren't so famous anymore them even in big movie stars aren't such mm-hmm. movie stars anymore because it's just all um watered down there's so many you know vehicles now that's so true many different true. mediums for true. entertainment yeah amazon prime and all those different um things that you get through uh the internet yeah right yeah well there's just so many different channels and so much to pick from and mm-hmm. so there's not any like you know there used to be 20 to 50 famous people at one time now there's thousands um, so it's different, but my advice to somebody who, who wants to be in the theater mm-hmm. is to really study, find the class that works for you and don't just go to one class. You know, after I finished in my, my two-year program with Miser, a lot of people just, that was it. They were done. Mm-hmm. They thought they were mm-hmm. done. And I kept studying. I kept taking different classes and workshops, six week workshops and, uh, different, uh, cold reading classes. I went back to Brian Reese because, I felt like there was still more to learn and more to know. And you know, what works in one scene doesn't work in another scene. So my advice is is study with as many different people as you can commit. I mean, you don't want to jump around too much, but study with different coaches, I think is important. And, you know, for instance, Al Pacino, I have a friend that, um, that knew him and he was studying for the longest time, even until like maybe let's say 15 years ago after he'd already won an Academy award. Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he still studies with this one guy. I can't remember his name, Charlie something. And they, he goes to his classes or he was up until like, I guess, 10 years ago or so, but he, so, so he was continuously, you know, which I kind of admire people that are already, you know, done very, very, very well. And they're still mm-hmm. studying. <laughs> well, it keeps you sharp too. Yeah. You want mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a, you're an athlete and you want to keep sharp, you know, you want to keep your emotions alive. I guess yeah, because life can, all- can be- beat you down and numb you. And also and- you can, once you work a lot, you can sort of maybe play little tricks to kind of like, you know, get there. Cause you know how to do this stuff, but somebody who wants to stay relevant and, you know, current, maybe they want to keep using, utilizing their tools mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just knowing, Oh, I can get away with this. If I just, you know, mm-hmm. read the lines and I, oh. I know how to look kind of sad, you know? So. I think it's a sign that someone really loves the craft mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. They enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, great, the greats I would imagine should, although, you know, it depends on your, your um, process because some of them have said, you know, uh, uh, playing a certain role that was really dark or something really affected their psyche um, because they lived through it. And so that, you know, your mind doesn't know the difference between playing and reality Mm-hmm. Um, so you've really, when you've lived through a scene, you've really experienced that mm-hmm. in life. Um, and if it's a bad situation then it's, it could stay with you, you get PTSD or whatever. Um, so some actors don't like that part of it and they don't want to do so many dark roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had that happen to me that I was doing this, this play where I was supposed to commit suicide every night. And I really drudge up all these memories to make me think, oh, I'm wrong. you know, 
And after that was over, I was like, oh man, I'm just going to do comedies for a while because it was just <laughs> I remember sad. you saying that before. Yeah. You're like, comedy's so much better. Yeah, because I would be listening in, in the in the, my dressing room with the, you know, the little earbuds and going, listening to sad music and like, I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it brings you, that's true. Um, I was never... I would say comedic on purpose, but I did some comedy and the high afterwards was way better mm-hmm. than anything dramatic. Like an Oscar winning dramatic performance is not nearly as satisfying in my opinion as a really fun comedic performance where you've actually made people laugh. Yeah. 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 Um, that I agree is with like that. the greatest high. Yeah. So, Even like yeah, I told you, Meryl funny. Streep, I think she was saying, you know, she does tired of doing these heavy dramatic things. That's why she started doing comedy more because she said, yeah. I'm tired of giving up a pound Fun. of flesh every time I do something, yeah. <laughs> you know, comedy, it's more like you're up afterwards. And when you hear, you know, yeah. if you make people laugh, it's just the most exhilarating feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. I think the bottom, the bottom line is find the, the process that works best for you but keep experimenting, right? Yeah. Try different ones. And you know, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the better you'll be. So you can play, you know, more, a bigger variety of roles if you've studied and learned um, how to expand, you know, what you know how to do as an actor um, calling on yourself emotionally, but put, you know, put some comedy in there too, because you never know. um, You might be funnier than you think you are. You might find those places that's true and um and you can check out different classes you know usually they'll allow you to audit so Mm -hmm. experiment and check out different ones because not every class is going to resonate with you you're not some teachers you're not going to like some teachers and the way they teach you know so before you pluck down all that money you should definitely check them out yeah yep right agreed with that too yeah so but just do it you know, try it and eat and do it without thinking you're going to be this big star and you're going to make it. Cause I know so many people that were like, I'm going to be a big star and I'm going to make it. And they're not, they're, you know, a waiter somewhere. Um, you know, don't go into it with that idea. Who was saying that was, um, John Levin was saying that mm-hmm. about music, you know, mm-hmm. don't go into it thinking you're going to be successful. Um, go into it for the fun of it and the bonding experience with the, your peers, for the passion um, of it, you know, yeah. and you, some people conversely, you may find out you hate acting, <laughs> you know, some people may yeah. tell you that you're, you should get into yeah. acting because you're really good looking or something, but sometimes people try it and they go, oh gosh, no, I just never felt comfortable. And, yeah. you know, cause it's very, it's kind of, you know, you have to be real vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're burying so. your soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So try it and see if you yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Just give just it. Just do time. it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all right. our advice on uh, acting techniques and, uh, you know, uh, going to Hollywood or New York. New York is really right. a good place, a serious place to study yeah. doing a theater. I kind of regret not living in New York for like for at least a couple of years and doing I, I lived other places. But New York would have been such a great experience. You know? Well, the sad thing for me is I lived there for a year, but I. I, I wasn't an actor. I didn't get involved at all. Mm. Um, I did a few little things, but I wasn't serious, but LA is like I said, where I got the bug because everybody else that I knew was an actor. And I was like, well, I want to feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you want to belong. Anyway. Yeah. Get yourself a headshot take some classes and see where it goes. You never know. It could be fun. Mm. But um, the other thing, just a little side note, mm. you know, being famous is really not, 
I don't think uh, the most pleasant experience. There is a, there are a lot of drawbacks to being famous. So I would, I really wouldn't do it for that reason. That's not the reason. Uh, I don't think that's the reward, the biggest reward. And even the money, you know, money comes and goes, um, do it for the experience. That's what my advice would be. Actually, I think being famous doesn't sound like a good thing at all, in my opinion, but sometimes it's the byproduct of, you know, pursuing like you're in these Mm -hmm. blockbuster films and you become famous. But once people get to that level, I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, don't like that feeling because wherever you, and especially nowadays, because everybody has their, you know, smartphones. Oh, it's got to be awful. You're written about people are saying things about you that aren't true and there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can do about it. Um, everybody wants to talk to you. And sometimes you don't want to talk to everybody. You just want to be left alone. I would have been a terrible famous person. So uh, that worked out. (laughs) But that's why, again, I knew that I didn't want to be famous. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be on a soap opera because I thought it would be fun. Um, So yeah, just think about that. Don't go in it for that. If you're going into acting to be famous, then there's probably something missing inside that you Mm. maybe need to work on and figure out why that appeals to you. Why do you, why are you looking for adulation and love from people you don't even know? Yeah, um, so a, maybe a go to therapy. Some <laughs> yeah. And some people take acting class as therapy. You know, so. Oh, for me, it was total. total yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot of working through issues through right? acting class. Why do you feel about this yourself? way, Kelly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so anyway, all right, well, we'll see you next time. And thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for stopping in and listening to what we have to say about acting. <laughs> and if you're going to do it, good luck. Okay. Bye. Bye.